John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. Welcome again to this Calvary Hour when we go through the Word of God. Today we are continuing our study from last week, thanking God for the gift of a new year, thanking Him for the gift of life, thanking Him for what lies ahead of us, because truly it is in Him that we live and move and have our being. This is Pastor Fred Digby inviting you to join me as we pray. Gracious God, we are before you. We are the sheep of your pasture. And we thank you for your love and your goodness and your kindness that is renewed every morning, every day, every hour, because you are love. Speak to me, speak through me, speak to your people, that the entrance of your word will bring healing, correction, direction, and above all, focus and purpose, all to the glory of Jesus, our Lord, who reigns and lives forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, in our culture, and I guess in most cultures, when somebody does something good for you, they expect you to say thank you. And in some of our cultures, they will go ahead the following day and another day, they just keep thanking you because they want you to know that they are truly grateful. If you have to show gratitude to anybody, it is God, the one who made you, the one who formed you, the one who knew you in your mother's womb, the one who gave you to the world, the one who sustains you. Whatever you need, he must give you. Whatever you want, he can supply it through anybody and enemies. What you desire in the future, he must supply it through people. Sometimes he gives you just ideas. And those ideas bring you tremendous opportunity, open doors. Most times he protects you and you don't even know what he's protecting you from because he can take it from the mind of the devourer who is planning against you. He heals you. He corrects you. He provides family, food, shelter, and clothing for you. So that is the amazing God that we serve and we ought to acknowledge him. That is why when Jesus was on earth, he just loved those who could say thank you. And when that Samaritan came and thanked him, he was so excited. When that leper came and thanked him, he was so excited. So we see David in Psalm 103 that we started studying last week. He was talking about the kindness of God and the goodness of God and the love of God and the mercy of God. You see, the way he started it, bless the Lord. O oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. My dear friend, can you imagine what David is doing here? David told himself, he told his soul, his inmost being. You see, his mind, his spirit, the inmost being. To praise the Lord with all his being. Because sometimes you may not feel like doing anything. The circumstances around you may feel so bad. But once you have a soul, once you have a spirit, once you are breathing, David is telling himself, soul, remember, you are alive, you can think. 
Even the time that you are using to complain about what is good and what is not good, it is because you are alive. That is why you can complain. If we are dead, you cannot even complain because you are just in the cemetery or you are just in the crematorium. You cannot. So you say, praise the Lord with all your whole being. Put your whole heart in His praise because God is good. He's giving us many, many benefits and many mercies, including the gift of life, which is the greatest. And if you know Him as your Lord and Savior, the gift of salvation, the gift that secures you in this life and in the life to come. So David praised the Lord for his many mercies, including forgiveness of sin, healing of diseases, deliverance from death, deliverance from uh, whatever problems there are, and the blessings bestowed on him. He blesses the Lord for all of these things. We started last week, and this week he continues. Looking at some of the specific provisions for which he is grateful, and you and I must be grateful for them. He said, look, who redeems your life from destructions? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Hallelujah. He's talking about the provisions that God makes for us. He said he redeems our lives from destruction. Yes, you and I were headed for destruction. You see, there are many ways we can be alive and sometimes we feel that we are okay. But when you are disconnected from God, when you are not in God's good books, you may seem alive, but spiritually you are dead. You are disconnected from God. But when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you ask Him to live in your heart and live in your life, it gives you healing. It gives you connection. He gives you contact with the Father. Then He has redeemed your life for, from destruction because you do not fear judgment. Jesus has promised us, anyone who comes to Him, He will save Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever does not know God, what lies ahead of Him or her is not only physical death but life away from the presence of God. But if you know him, he says he redeems your life from destruction because you don't need to fear. God will take you through this life and in the life to come, everlasting life. Then, not only salvation, his provision is not only for your salvation, his provision is also for your satisfaction. He satisfies us with the things that we need that are necessary for our daily lives for our future life, for our families, for us as a nation. Can you imagine how God did what he did? How God is a good planner? How we should thank him? Because, you see, he did everything in the Garden of Eden and then put Adam and Eve in charge of it. All that they were left to do was to explore what is there. Name the animals, till the garden, Go around, find food to eat. Put on clothes. Whatever you need, it's already there. And it is the same way today. There's nobody, there's no nation, there's no country that God has not left with resources. Recently, I was looking at a certain country 
They had been poor and poor and poor and poor. And suddenly they decided that, look, whatever we have, let's, let's, let's cultivate it well and let's begin to export it. And they were exporting their cotton, 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 cotton. And people found out their cotton was of high grade. And because they were doing that and doing it very well and guarding it and knowing that these are the resources from which they can build their country. Look, they stop corruption, they stop everything focused on these things and their economy is booming. Friend, what do you have? What do you have that God did not give you? God expects you to know that he has given you everything. He has satisfied you with every provision. In fact, he answers your prayers and he gives you more than you can expect. That is the provision God has made for us. According to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, the prayer that he's praying for you and I, the prayer that shows you how you should be grateful to God, how you should ask him to bless you and to open our mind this new year. He says, now to him, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to his power that works in us. <laughs> you read that verse to the end. There are a lot of words that he puts together. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. What are you thinking about? He can do more than that. What are you asking? He can do more than that. What is his power that works within you? You don't even know the limit or the extent of his power that is within you. Say so he's able to do all of that. Amazing. That's the provision God has given to you. Or look at the prayer that he says he can answer. He said, look, call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Hallelujah. What a God. You are confused. Are you confused? about the future? Are you confused about today? Are you confused about your country? Are you confused about your economy? Are you con confused? Dark clouds hanging over your health about the future. What is it that is confusing you? Can you call on him that he has made provision for you already? The way he puts it, and I like it. Call on me or call to me and I will answer you. <laughs> it's a promise. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Yeah, you do not know them. <laughs> do you know this God? This God who reveals things. He revealed to Daniel in a dream. He revealed things to Joseph in a dream. He reveals things to people in their sleep. He reveals things to people in their classroom. He gives somebody a business idea and becomes a great money-making venture. He reveals to somebody where not to go. And that becomes your salvation. He tells you to pass this way. And you don't you pass there. And that becomes your salvation. Because there were people who were lying, lying there, waiting for you. So whether you have your enemies or your friends or whatever, continue to commit them to the Lord. Say, call to me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. One of the reasons why we must thank God and thank God and thank God is that He is willing to listen to us in prayer, in meditation, even in our groaning, when our minds are directed at God. He's able to do more than we can ask or imagine. 
He will answer you with answers that you do not know, mighty things which you don't know, which you have not even thought about. What a God. He's not a dead God. You see, there are other things that people call gods. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have eyes, they cannot see. They have hands, they cannot do anything about it. But I am the Lord, the living God, the one who delivers you, the one who makes every provision for you. Friend, are you a joyful person? Are you a thankful person? Are you the one that can say, thank you, God, for another year, for another opportunity to bless you, to praise you, to be in your service? Then what plans do you have? He even has planned you and your future before you came into this world. Because the psalmist says in Psalm 103, verses 6 to 7, The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Let me just take Psalm, Psalm 103. Let me just take verse 6. You see, we live in a world. It is a very, very difficult world. It is an unjust world because of sin. The sin of Adam and Eve, because of our own sin, because people do not fear God, they don't love God. When they get power, they want to show you that they are strong, they can do all kinds of things. So, they maltreat others. Eh? They cheat others. They are always trying to take advantage of people. And sometimes, even as Christians, we do that. Employers trying to cheat employees, and employees trying to cheat their employers. As one head of state said, there are employees who are pretending to work and employers who are pretending to pay them. But you see something? What does it say about God? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. For all who are oppressed in this world. For all who are oppressed in their business. For all the nations that have been attacked by stronger nations. For all the marginalized people who are being oppressed by politicians, by their bosses, say, look, God is the only God who can execute perfect, perfect justice and judgment. When you try, sometimes you may be wrong. You may be absolutely wrong. You may get into trouble by trying to execute or take the law into your own hands. That is why God says justice is left to him. That is God says vengeance is mine. I will repay. Because when he is repaying, he will repay and pay properly. You see, he's righteous in all his decisions. He's fair in all his dealings. But there's something that we must also know about the plan of God. When you are a child and you trust God and you believe in him, you are anointed by him, you are thanking him, you are committed to him, all that you desire is to know the will of God and do the will of God. And even when you sin, you, when, when you fall foul of his standard, you are able to say, Lord, I've blown it. Because I, I, I don't know whether to turn to the right or to the left. Do you know the promise he gave that you must believe? Say, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called According to his purpose. Has he called you? Yes. Have you given your life to him? Yes. Has he given you the gift of another year? year? Yes. Are you alive? Yes. Do you belong to a church? Yes. A fellowship? Yes. 
Do you breathe? Yes. Are you sick? Yes. Are things difficult for you? Yes. Are there things you do not understand? Yes. Are there people who you think hate you? Yes. Are there people who love you? Yes. Whichever way you turn it. Listen to Romans 8.28. For we know that all things, how many things? All things work together for good to those who love God. Those who are called according to his purpose. I like to compare this to making a soup. You see, I learned how to cook. And uh, recently, we saw a lady who was cooking for many, many, many hours. But if you know how to cook, there are some things when you assemble them and, 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 and you, you want to make a soup out of them. Some of them, you may not even know exactly what to do with them. What will you do with the oil? Will you drink the oil? Whether it's coconut oil or fritol or palm oil, will you just drink it? What will you do with the momoni or the kobe? It smells. What will you do with it? You make it, you may like to taste the fish. Fine and eat it. What will you want to do with the salt? Just put it in your mouth. What will you do with the pepper? It's hot. It's spicy. What will you do with it? You can go on and on and on. What will you do with the ingredients? What will you even do with the fire? What will you do with the pot that is on the gas cooker or coal pot? What will you do with the charcoal? Friends, what am I trying to get to? That God has a plan. We are not able to always see from the point of view of God. But if you take it that we are making a soup, or God is making the life work for you, it's a big soup that he's cooking to give you your favorite stew, and give you your favorite banku, or give you your favorite jollof. He says, all those things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. So to be sure, what you must be sure, have you been called according to his purpose? Are you working according to his purpose? Are you walking in his purpose? Are you walking in his will? Are you seeking to do his will? And that will comes from seeking to pray to him, seeking to witness to him, seeking what God loves and seeking to do those things, giving to the poor, the needy, witnessing and telling others about the love and the goodness of God and asking them, to come to him, to come to him, living for him. That is the God we serve. So, he has preserved you another year so that you do a number of things. First, you praise him. Then, because you know you are praising him and blessing him because he has given you so many benefits. He pardons you, your sins. He has made provisions for you. He has plans for you. <laughs> One of those plans is so amazing. That he even pities you. When you, when you sin, say the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Verse 8. God is kind. We mistreat God. We neglect him. He's, he's kind to us. God is patient. We fail him. But he remains patient with us. God is merciful. That he doesn't give us justice. He gives us mercy. And this patience, kindness and mercy is without measure. That's the God we serve. God is kind. Sometimes we ignore him. You see, uh, uh, having been a pastor, and you are church members or you are a pastor, you will know it. There are some people, the only time they will turn up in church 
It's when there's a funeral or when there's a Christmas, a big occasion, there's a wedding. If you ask him, are you a Christian? Yes, I was baptized when I was a Christian. So I have a Christian name. Oh yes, my name is Kofi, but I'm a Christian. I'm this. So the names are on the book. But they have nothing, nothing to do. They don't care about God. They don't care about his house. And God in his kindness reveals himself to them. Sometimes he looks at them. He remembers that they are flesh. They are clay. And he forgives them and gives them a second chance. Friends, that is why God may have given you the chance to live another year. And what are you doing with this opportunity? Are you blowing it again? Or are you seeking to mistreat God? Seeking to mistreat this opportunity? He says something about it in verse 9, 10 and 11. And we are coming to an end of this second part. He says, He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. You see, God's kindness, He will not strive with us forever, nor keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with you according to your sins. So why are you not going to be faithful to Him? He's faithful, a faithful God who renews your life. He gives you all the good things. <laughs> he says, God gives you all the good things. He renews you like the eagle. Like an eagle, you go through life. You remain strong throughout life. Look at this. Look at Isaiah 40 verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What is the Lord telling us here? For you waiting on him, thanking him, depending on him. He says an eagle is an amazing, amazing bird. Eagle remains strong throughout its life. Sermons have been preached about it. You can learn a lot about the eagle on the internet. But the psalm is saying that people can remain spiritually vigorous under God's hands. He renews their vitality like that of the eagle. You see? So when you wait on him, he will bless you and bless you and bless you. You may not be able to climb up and jump and dance but you can in the quietness of your moment whisper a prayer to God raise your hand to him kneel by your bed or even wobbling with your walking stick you're able to whisper a prayer and God hears it in heaven hallelujah that is the God who wants to hear from you I've said a lot about this new year all I want us to do is to continue praising God and thanking Him for the gift of another year. You adore Him because He gave you life. He gave you family. He gave you friends. So we can spend some time in prayer as we end by singing about the goodness of God. Just thank Him. Lord, I thank you. I have the revelation of your word that is coming to me. I thank you. I thank you for the gift of another week. I thank you for the gift of another year. Lord, I thank you. Let your mind stretch forth about the places of the world where he may not be known. 
those who are struggling as missionaries in very difficult areas who are trying to preach his word that Lord bless them that your word will go forth I don't know what your status in life is and who you are but are you a faithful disciple of Christ and are you a disciplined follower of Christ are you making use of all the benefits and all the opportunities he has given you if this were your last year in this life your last year your last month your last week what would you be saying to God when he calls you home and when you appear before his throne of grace friend I'm telling you life is a gift from God it is good to be alive and the psalmist said Lord heal me you see he wanted to be alive because he said Lord in the cemetery nobody will praise you nobody will praise you nobody will run any errand for you it is only the living who can do these things. So as you are alive, we can still thank God for his goodness to us. Will anybody miss you when you are not there? You know, there are so many people who play in teams, but they call some people MVP, most valuable player, because of their contribution. Will you be that person who is known in heaven, who is known on earth? among your friends, among your colleagues, as an intercessor, as a prayer warrior, as a teacher, as a giver. And all of these things are possible because whatever you want to do, God has already deposited that gift, that capacity in you. See, Lord, I hand over my life to you this year. I hand it over to you this year. I want to be a living sacrifice doing what you have called me to do. Oh, loving and generous God, you are a kind God. I offer my life to you. Heal me. Deliver me. Correct me. And let me live a life of gratitude. If you don't know this God, you can utter a prayer to him. Say, Lord, save me and make me fit for your kingdom a child of the living God. But if you know him, Lord, I give my life to you. Use me. Thank you for another opportunity to be counted among the living. I dedicate my all to you. Lord, help me to be a fruitful and a faithful servant this year by doing it every day in obedience to your word. Amen. Until sometime again soon, we throw our invitation to you again. If you do not have a Bible-believing church that you belong to, Calvary Baptist Church of the Ghana Baptist Convention, open our doors to you. You'll find us scattered all over the place. You'll hear places where we are located at the end and the outro. But above all, this is your relationship with God every day, every morning publicly and privately in fellowship with others that really draws you to God and wherever you have the opportunity do not forget to tell people about the love of God the kindness of God the goodness of God the mercy of God the justice of God because through it all he is the winner you are on the winning side live a progressive and a prosperous year stay blessed shalom God bless you. Amen. 
You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Degbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Kaz Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.